Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Digital Bridge, Pittsburgh's Industry 4.0 podcast. Standing at the confluence of manufacturing and technology. Featuring Jonathan Kirsting of the Pittsburgh Technology Council. And yours truly, Matt Holges of Catalyst Connection. Matt, you keep on showing up. Yep. Bringing fun guests. Ex- yeah, these guys are yeah. really cool. Exploring some really cool intersections, things I'm not even thinking about when it comes to manufacturing and technology. Well, the name of this company is Logic, although I'm not sure how smart they are because they spelled Logic wrong. They use uh, a J in it. They use a J in it. Yeah, oh, that's all, that's all messed up. Oh, it's <laughs> French. That's, is there like an accent mark on the end too? <laughs> so I got to tell you, the first time I saw these guys, yeah. um, I, I was actually went to visit a manufacturer. And when I went through, you went to visit a manufacturer. What were you thinking? So I went in, and and as I walked through uh, this manufacturer, I saw these giant um, big screen TV slash dashboards that were everywhere. And there was all this data that was coming out. It was interesting. It's like an individual would go up to uh, their machine, and they would swipe their card, and their picture would show up on this giant dashboard, and it would have their production standards and, and showing the data that was coming not only from the machine, but but really what the individual contributor was putting into the machine. Right. Why they were it. it was just okay. really great stuff. Uh, and it turns out that this company, um, this um, manufacturing company, had an IT department that was kind of spinning out as its own individual company huh. uh, called Logic and Logic Very Dashboards. Cool. Well, you ever think about that, like an actual like an IT department spinning out of a manufacturer? Yeah. So uh, I, I had an opportunity to, to sit down and, and talk to Chris about um, uh, this new company that he had started. Um, and it was pretty exciting about how other manufacturers were beginning to embrace this uh, dashboard technology. Um, you know, there's a lot of data coming out of machines, but how they can basically turn this data into usable information, right? Meaningful Definitely. Data visualization. And, and that's really what, what Logic's about. So, Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about Logic, you know, where you are on your timeline as a company, and, and, and really maybe even add a little, little more color to the, the startup story that I was telling. Yeah, I think, I think the big thing um, is talking about how we kind of spun out from Accutech. Definitely. Those um, are always great stories. So Because if something's going on, someone's like, wait a second. If we can yeah. take this thing and move it out, we can really grow it. Yeah. Um, it really came from uh, a lot of larger aerospace uh, companies coming into Accutech and taking a look at the technology that we had and taking a look at it and saying, hey, where, where did you guys buy this? You know, like, where did you buy this stuff? And um Eventually, you know, it was it was kind of a selling point almost for uh, they're not really our parent company, but, you know, the company that we spun off. of. Right. It, it was it was a kind of a selling point for them. So um, what's really great about kind of the partnership that we have with them is that we have access directly to the shop floor. So um, any of the software that we build, uh, we test it in that facility and it's a large facility. And there's and 500 it, it's employees. It's purpose-built you know? for that. It's exactly. not something in a lab someplace else saying we can make this work. Yeah. We think. We're it's not like, sitting around in cubicles and right. thinking, oh, this is probably what people need. Um, we're you actually what building need. it right. and right. we're going and saying, hey, 
does this work for you? And they say yes or no, and we go and we can iterate really fast. I mean, that's right. interesting because yeah. most software companies don't have that sandbox to play in, right? Exactly. That's, that's, that's real, where you can actually throw something out, see if it works, Test see it if that and... data is meaningful, and then mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah, so I think that that's kind of the the big story about our company, but we also have, um, you know, we're we're very small. We have five employees, and we uh, we are all into manufacturing. Um, one of, one of our employees, her father's uh, work has worked at Accutech for thirty years. Very cool, you know, as an engineer. Right? Yeah. So, and it's like You've got uh, some great DNA going. Yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really cool. So we we get to use that, and um, we've kind of we, we've taken that and been able to use that uh, to market to other companies, other manufacturers. Exactly. Um, so, really, what our platform does is essentially we can take data from any system. Um, visualize that data, show real-time data analytics, um, business intelligence, those types of things. But then we also have um, some hardware pieces that can, you know, if you have a large format display on the shop floor, we can deploy dashboards to that display in real time. So it keeps the, keeps the shop floor people up to date as to how yeah. things are progressing and they're hitting their metrics and their targets. Exactly. And that that's actually, um, you know, what Matt was talking about. That's actually... Probably the the primary reason that we built we started building the dashboards was really to show employee efficiencies and their quality and team efficiency and team quality and um, you know are they hitting their deliveries right. on time? I mean, there's nothing like seeing in real time how you're doing as opposed to you're, you think you're doing something the right way. You go for a day and then you realize the next day, well, here's your report, and it's like, yeah. oh, so you can actually course correct as you go. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I, I, you know, it's funny because you think about that. That built-in accountability loop right. that you have with a dashboard. And you would think that, you know, I guess common sense would say, well, I don't want to be measured constantly. But that's not true. Most individuals, I know I do, and yeah. most people in the manufacturing sector, they want to know where they stand. Especially your, if their right. bonuses and other elements of their compensation are kind are, of are tied, tied to, to things right. like scrap rates and, and, and uh, on-time delivery and overall efficiency of equipment. Is there like a certain like psychology you got to take into consideration that's still, yeah. I, mean, I think we're, we're, there can be a certain point where someone's being like, wait a second, they're just trying to squeeze everything out of me and it can Def- become dehumanizing. Yeah. So you don't want to be dehumanizing. You just got to show, you know, you got to present it in a way that's that's positive. Yeah. And that, that's something that's uh, interesting about AccuTech actually. Yeah. Um, they went through this big change. It was, it was a culture shift yeah. you know, for them be, because, you know, they were getting those monthly efficiency reports. And, you know, some guy would walk out on the shop floor and hand the reports to the people. And like, oh, and gosh, go, there it oh, is. Oh, you know, and they'd be like, well, that's wrong. And then it would take why another it, month to fix. Why is there know? a pink slip attached to my yeah, report? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, stuff like that. You know, it was very old school. But now it's, it's part of the culture. And it actually, you know, it, it was not – simple it wasn't a simple change right it it. took it took a lot of time for the employees to be be able to embrace it but what's really interesting too is that employees that are starting fresh you know they accutech has a 12-week training program for new employees so it's brought in from from day one this is how you do this is yeah exactly um so it's a very uh you know kind of a it is the culture there. And I think that with any manufacturing company, it's all about the culture. You know, there, there's companies that we've worked with directly and said, hey, look at this cool efficiency dashboard. And it shows all the employees' photos. And they're like, oh, we can never show that on the shop floor. Right. So it takes that paradigm shift mm-hmm. for that company to be able to, you know, really embrace that. Definitely. So what kind of metrics can you show to, to really demonstrate 
the positive difference that it can make to show the impact in the results. I'm assuming there's some pretty startling data that you could probably yeah. share with us where it's like you're going from one level and then going to a whole other level just yeah. by showing it in real time. Right. There's there's a couple different things. What A really cool kind of story was um, uh, machine utilization. So that's kind of a, a cool thing. You know, there, there's efficiencies. Hey, this, this part should run this way and then we actually ran it this way and that that calculates your efficiency but utilization is kind of a a a number that's you can't mess with it's like either the machine's running or it's not running one of the two so it's either on or off so we actually did some stuff where we could take a look at you know machine utilization for a specific department and say hey you know um for some reason, this machine stops running, and then it starts running on this other thing. And they, they were taking a look at that. And what ended up happening was some other department was stealing machine time from a long-running program. Oh, wow. So they actually did the math, and it was a really quick calculation to figure out, hey, within six months, we can just buy another machine for this other department, and they don't have to steal that machine time. So there's a lot of things like that that you would you would see. You know, It's not even about saving time or saving money. It's about... Hey, where do we invest our money? Next? Exactly. Uh, you know, where do we invest our training? Where do we, you know, those types of things? You're really giving control really of the operations right at someone's mm-hmm. fingertips and visually being able to see yes. and make decisions based on actual real data. Mm-hmm. That is just powerful. I'm assuming, though, it's got to be an interesting sell. I mean, obviously, you're, you're showing the numbers, but then you're also saying to do this, it's a, then a cultural change to, to kind of bring these metrics right up in front of people. Is that the case? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I think that um, it takes time for 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 companies to be able to do that. Some companies that we work with, they they're like on on that change as it is that, okay. that digital transformation. Yeah, they know right? this they, is the way they got to go. Exactly. And, and they, obviously, if they're thinking that and they see your solution, they're probably like, "Wow." Yeah, this is what there, there's people that just latch on, you know, and they they get right into it. Then there's other companies that say, "Man, it would be really nice if we had that, but." You know, oh, we've got to deal with this, and we've got to deal with this, and we got to deal with this. And really, um, the thing that that I know just from that culture shift is really like meeting with the employees that are going to be using the technology. It's a tool. It's not. It's not meant to be a stick. You know, to to beat them <laughs> over the head with. It's, no it's beating, a tool. No yeah, beating. No beating. Okay, no beating. It's a it's a tool that they can use, just like any other tool that they have access to. Um, to be able to make better decisions and, and, you know, make their jobs easier, right? So I think that that's the way, I don't want to say that's the way you have to sell it, but it is the way that you have to sell it. And the big thing is like getting management on board, getting getting the decision makers of the company on board to make sure that, you know, everyone's singing from the same song sheet, right? That That's really the big, the big thing when it comes to a lot of this technology that's coming out there for manufacturing. Especially, especially for small and medium-sized manufacturers. Yeah, and, and many of these companies, if they purchased a, a, a say, for instance, a five-axis machine after 2010, it's already spitting out data that they should be doing something with, right? If they were smart enough to negotiate the uh, the data ports, so then the, just the leveraging your current capabilities and really putting yeah. them in overdrive at that point. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that's one thing that I think a lot of manufacturers need to take into consideration is that when they are making some of these purchases, they're making in their procurement offices, making sure that the they know that the data port should be part of it because exactly. some larger companies, it can be pretty problematic and, yeah, no, and, and, and expensive. And we have experience with that directly with with a couple different companies that we've dealt with. They they would like to get the data from their machines, but they're like, man, now we have to backfill all like our entire fleet of mm-hmm. machines to be able to support 
um, you know, some sort of data protocol coming out of the machine. And that, that can be, like you said, that can be bundled up and um, with the cost of the machine. It's, you know, you're spending $500,000 on a machine to add another $1,000 to the, the, the bill to get that capability is definitely worth it. Absolutely. So you work directly with manufacturers right now, but you also work uh, through channels, right? Like uh, the, mm-hmm. some of the ERP providers are now leveraging um, the Logic Dashboard. Is that correct? Yeah, we have a we have a pretty good partnership with ECI Technologies. They're out of Texas. Um, they're about 1,200 people uh, company. They have a bunch of different types of ERP systems. Uh, they just got... I won't say they just got into manufacturing, but they have been for the last few years. But also they're into construction and and some other type of work. Um, But they have a bunch of different types of systems that um, we can tie into. What's nice about our platform is that it's agnostic. So we we don't really have to say, oh, you have to be running this type of system or this type of system to be able to get access to the technology um, we can tie into any type of data source and be able to pull data in automatically, or even you know custom types of data sources we can we can pull into. Great. Awesome stuff. I, let's go back to the story of spinning this thing off. The idea that you're building this stuff and you realize this is its own standalone company. What was it like to take that and say, here, how, how do we separate this out and start building and sell this? Yeah, it, it's actually. I think that's a, those are always fun stories. Uh, well, here's the honest story. So okay, it's yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. <laughs> the so, honest story. Yeah, so um, my my partner in crime uh, with the company is Elizabeth Smith. Okay. No, re- no relation. She what? she actually uh, owns. Uh, Wait, she, there's more than one person with a last name Smith. I can't imagine. Hard to believe. She's the president of Accutech, and uh, really, what ended up happening was I. We built up the IT department at Accutech um, for a number of years, and she she was very uh, she was very essential in that process because she knew she came from larger companies like Sikorsky and, and you know companies like that. She came from larger manufacturing companies where IT was like we don't want to talk to the people in IT, right? Right, right. right. So now, like, she wanted to make sure that you know, hey, if I'm going to run this company, we're going to make sure that IT is is a competitive advantage for, for, for us. So she started to build up um, that idea and we hired some employees and we, we started to work on that. Um, what ended up happening was, uh, you know, I did a lot there. We built a lot of different types of custom software for Accutech. You know, we did, we did a lot of cool things and it was going really well. And I was kind of like, mm, I want to go like consult. I don't want to just work at this place. Well, she was like, yeah, this is the true story. She's yeah, like, I love it. This is cool. She's like, um, no, you're not leaving. Okay, <laughs> number one. What can I do to make you stay? And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, all right, instead of going to consult for some other company, how about you consult for yourself? And we start a company. And I'm like, wow, that's okay. a cool way to spin something yeah. out. That's <laughs> yeah. an awesome story. Yeah, Very so cool. um, it, it, was, it was cool. And, you know, I'm not going to say it was all – you know, no, it's uh, gonna be tricky. Rainbows <laughs> and, and sunshine from from then on out, but um, it was uh, you know it's it's been a process, and you know building building the company and hiring the right people. I've lucked out. I have like the best employees. I mean, 
you know, and we, we hire local, so we're we're in Meadville, Pennsylvania, and we, yeah. we hire right around our area. I love hearing these stories. You're yeah. building this high tech company here in Meadville, yeah, and growing and expanding and, and solving really tough problems for right. manufacturers. Yeah, explain to us what it's like when you're working for a company like AccuTech, who's supplying a, a larger OEM, an aerospace company, and they come walking through the facility and they see that level of uh, technology integration and dashboards. What's that like for them? Is it's got to be I guess that warm feeling that you get that, hey, I think we may have like, chose the right partner. Yeah, the these right, guys know what right they're doing. They're, they're pretty yeah. serious about this. Yeah, right? and, and there's, a lot of, there's a lot of companies that AccuTech supplies that I can't necessarily mention, but I can talk about some, some of the things that, sure. that they have. But, um, you know, yeah, I've been to some of those companies myself and, and taken tours of their shop floors. And it's it's night and day. I mean, Believe it. and you know, Accutech is a private company, right? So they have they have the ability to be able to change quickly if they need to, and they don't have to they don't have to worry about about a lot of things when it comes to being able to you know say, hey, we have this great idea, let's go implement this idea on the shop floor. I mean, we they could do that in weeks rather than years, right? So it gives them that ability. But when when those larger customers come in that don't have that ability. They take a look, you know, they come in and then six months later they come in and take a tour and they're like, everything that we had an issue with is fixed or this is better than we expected or, you know, whatever else. Also, um, they see software, you know, on the shop floor that, um, you know, impresses them and they're like, where did you guys buy this? I was like, "Ah, we just built all that, you know, so um, that's usually a very impressive thing. And then we've also, Logic has also gotten leads from those types of companies because they're like, hey, we want this technology as well. How do we get it? You know, so. Very powerful I do want to get back to the the element of the people thing once again. Okay. Um, You like people, Matt. I do. I do like people. (laughs) Do you? Uh, what I found, yeah, what I, <laughs> I found question surprising, that often yeah, myself. That sometimes I do. Um, what I do find surprising is that uh, employees really do like that element of being measured, and you would think that, that truly that, that these, um, I guess, the individual contributor doesn't want their picture up there with the fact that they're not performing well. But you found that kind of team atmosphere, people coalescing around issues that an individual contributor may be having out on the floor to kind of push them forward or to assist them and support them, right? Yeah, absolutely. So you've got people that are more like veteran at running specific types of machines or specific types types of parts. And if they see an employee that's struggling, they're going to help them out, yeah. right? It's, it's, it's a kind of a self-regulating type of system. Um, but that that's not – well, what's interesting, actually, especially about Agitech, that case study, what's interesting about that is that Agitech's always kind of been that way. They've had a culture where people want to chip they, in. Yeah, and, they, they've right. always had you know people that work together, right? They, they're trying to figure out a hard problem, and they work together to solve that problem, right? That, I mean, that's just the way that they've always been. But to be able to give them the data, they can see, like, hey, this person is real they're – having, they're having a tough time. Let me go – help them. Let me spend my time better helping them rather than, you know, maybe there's a little problem over here, but somebody else can figure that out. I'm going to actually spend my time over here. Right. So it gives them that data gives them kind of the direction to be able to to help each other. They can see where to help and how to help based on the data. That's why data is so powerful. And being able to bring that onto the shop floor is some powerful stuff. So if I'm a manufacturer, let me ask you this. Give me three things that I should right out of the gate should be measuring 
I was going to ask that question. Oh, really? Yeah. In, in Utilization of equipment. Okay. Um, oh, you put me on the spot. Utilization of equipment, I would say efficiency data. Okay. But then also um, with efficiency, it's kind of a sub point, but our standards, okay. standards of, hey, Makes we quote yeah. this part at this many hours, but actually it's running this many. The quote needs fixed, maybe. Yeah. You know? Um, and then I would say quality. Okay. When it comes to scrap and non-conform- non-conformances really is the big the big one. Interesting. So what kind of success have you seen at um, some of your clients uh, as it relates to something like scrap? If they're measuring it, how they've been able to cut down on scrap? I think it's about pinpointing where it's coming from and okay. then being able to ask the questions, why? Why is this, why is this part consistently you know, on the first part or the second part being scrapped. What are we doing wrong? And that allows them to be able to dig into maybe other systems to be able to see, you know, what the issue is there. Also, it's good for trends. If, you know, you have um, a consistently high scrap rate on, you know, in a department for multiple months, at least you can now go into the data and take a look at why that happened. Check it out. Or what, what, what caused all of that scrap? So I think that those are the those are kind of the big things there. Um, when it comes to actually understanding why, it, it could it could be put into a dashboard or put mm-hmm. into some sort of report to be able to figure out why. But um, what I've found is, or what we've found is, is that um, small and medium sized companies, manufacturers, they really understand their parts. They know what they're doing. So just to pinpoint it, and they can be like, man, that part's scrapped again. And they'll know right off the top of their head. They'll look at it, and they'll say, I know exactly why that happened. Mm -hmm. And and so it gives them that just that trigger to be able to go fix something. Such powerful stuff. I think the final thing I would like to talk about is if you're a manufacturer and you're not deploying these technologies, but you're interested in it, what are the steps you got to take to start getting into these, these types of processes, having this type of, of, of a He's going to say, call Logic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? With yeah. a J. With uh, a J. Logic.us. <laughs> now, um, actually, that's, that's kind of a funny thing because we, um, we've dealt with customers where they're like, oh, our data, it's not right. You know, our, our system's all screwed up. If you pull a dashboard in, the data's going to be all wrong. It's like, perfect. Like, let's see what's wrong, and then we can fix it. Right. So we actually, you know, and I don't want to plug too much, but we actually have a dashboard readiness program. That's awesome. That's so we, we go in this. and That's we great. Yeah, we go in and we take a look at that. We'll say, hey, let, let's. Uh, w- what are your pain points right now? And then we create dashboards, and then we see that usually the vast majority there's something wrong. There's something wrong with the data. They're not collecting something right. You know, whatever else. Then what we can do is um, we can actually dig into their systems and maybe give them some recommendations of, hey, you know, when you're collecting this type of data or collecting scrap or whatever, what's your process? Ask them those questions to figure it out. And then it's pretty, it's usually pretty clear what the problems are. And Absolutely. they're usually pretty easy to fix. But those are process problems, right? Um, one big thing, I guess, the big thing to like kind of get started is, if you can't handle a process manually, you're never going to be able to automate it. Good point. you got to have no the foundation way. there. Yeah. Exactly. So if they don't understand the process manually, <clears throat> um, we, you know, 
we would take some time to be able to understand that with them and say, is this the way you guys do it? And if they don't, then it's like, well, maybe we need to go down that route first and then be able to apply the dashboards and data analytics. Yeah, well, that's the, I guess that's a unique thing of having that sandbox in a, a manufacturing setting, right? You guys are actually ingrained in the manufacturing process, not just the technology that lays right. over yeah. top so of it. So you understand what it, what it takes to get a part <laughs> yeah. from, from raw material to something at the end that's right. of yeah. a factory, which is just amazing to me. Right. Such cool stuff. Matt, these intersections we're exploring here, technology coming in and helping manufacturing is just so cool. It's yet another confluence here in the it city is. of Pittsburgh. What can right? you say, Matt? Yeah. Uh, and Chris, we can't thank you enough for coming down from Meadville. Hey, thank you. Talk to Appreciate us about it. this type yeah, of stuff. Absolutely. And really encourage people to check you guys out. Once again, your website? Uh, it's logic, L-O-J-I-C dot U-S. Yeah. yeah. Check it out, everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, Make a call and see what how you guys could possibly help out. Great. Great stuff, guys. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. You are listening to Catalyst Connections Digital Bridge, Pittsburgh's Industry 4.0 podcast. Learn more about Catalyst Connection by going to catalystconnection.org. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.